We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are one week away from the National Football League playoffs. We are, what, six days away from the college national championship, five days away. And it's time right now for the wide nine. Here's the gov. All right, here, so alluded to a little bit earlier, but Mr. Smarty Pants here myself got overly confident last week and arrogantly bragging how Michigan would just manhandle TCU from a physical perspective. Why was TCU able to neutralize the physical dominance that the Wolverines displayed all season long? Well, a few things. Number one, in, in my opinion, we went over this with uh, John and TJ yesterday. On the offensive line, they didn't run the same plays or formations or whatever you want to call them, schemes that they were so successful with all season long. They went away from their bread and butter. And also, I think TCU's guys, yeah, they were smaller, but they were a lot stronger than people thought. So they actually did well up front. That's how come they were able to physically dominate them. Well, and this is what really surprised me was – I think that Michigan's offensive line is is a quality offensive line, and I thought that they were smart. And I'm not and I'm I'm not backing off that. And you have games where you you see looks where, even though you've gone over the looks, it just doesn't seem to to hit home. And when you don't understand what you're doing, and you're looking at different looks, and they're giving you things that you didn't necessarily see on film, you can hype you know. You can have a hypothesis of how they're going to play. Are they going to bring a safety down? Are they going to bring a linebacker? Are they going to add you know, different personnel in? And when you are playing like you don't necessarily know every single time what it is you're doing, that makes you play tentative. Offensively, I thought that they played tentative because they weren't necessarily 100% sure on where they were going, what they were doing. They weren't coming off the ball like they did all season long defensively, that's where I was more shocked because defensively, you do what you do. You go out there and Mozzie Smith, you dominate the center. Mike Morris, you dominate the end. You don't get double teamed. You find ways to do that. That's where I was really surprised. And I got no explanation for why that they were manhandled defensively. Well, we will get to the defense in a second because I think you nailed something there with that. But I, I just ask you this as an offensive lineman, did do you think they prepared enough for the three three five? Do you, did they look Oh yeah, yeah, I do, but when you when you vary from what you do on a normal basis, like you're running the counter, right? We see that all the time with Michigan still. They're one of the few teams that pulls both guard and tackle. They only did that a couple times in this game. When you run a play so many times and so often, it really doesn't matter how they line up. You can run that in your sleep, and you know all the different variations. That's where I think it was a combination of players, but more a combination of the coaches of not calling the right plays. All right, def- defense, as you mentioned, Michigan's defense has been celebrated the last two seasons, and I gave them finally last week. John, you weren't here, but I said this year's defense is better than last year's. I regret saying that. However, in playoff games, Michigan's uh, defense, they've given up 34 points to Georgia last year in the playoff. That's a team that took off the breaks at halftime. They gave up 37 to TCU. You know, you can't count the pick sixes. 
Has Michigan's defense been overrated the last two years? Well, they have underperformed in the championship games, but they didn't underperform in the Big Ten championship game against Iowa. They didn't underperform against Ohio State both times. And you would look at that and say, Ohio State, right? They're a high powered, lots of four and five star guys that can go out there and make plays. And I understand that, you know, last year in the big house between the 20s, yeah, they gave up a lot of yardage. Same kind kind of thing this year, yeah. except in the red zone, they were able to you know stymie the Buckeyes. Uh, it, it's it's very confusing as to why they were so good all year. Like, and and I'm not saying why they were good against Hawaii or Colorado. Like th- those things, we're not taking into account why this defense was good. All season long, they were finding ways to put pressure on quarterbacks, even if it was a quarterback that was getting the ball out early and quickly, three five-step drops. That's really what shocked me was the inability to win one-on-one matchups up front and to be able to put pressure on quarterbacks. A bit overrated because everybody looked at the statistics, and the statistics were skewed because of what you said, their non-conference schedule a little bit. And also... Other teams that they played, except for maybe Ohio State and O'Connell in the Big Ten championship game, how many great quarterbacks did they play against? I mean, they didn't. Well, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's. Well, the that's game that would be... tri- the game on the schedule that tricks you is the Penn State game after what they did against Utah, right? And that Penn State's offense was h- horrific here. That's what made you think Michigan's defense. And then they did the same thing in Ohio State like they did the previous year. Like yeah, you said. And, and you look at C.J. Stroud, the way he played against Georgia, mm-hmm. and everybody talked about, oh, well, maybe he went up the draft board. Yeah. Like, it's the same guy that they played against the last two years against Michigan. And they're, they're tackling also in this game. Yeah. was not up the snuff. All right. I find Aaron Rodgers to be a necessary evil for the Lions. And I also find Paul Feinbaum to be a necessary evil So he was laying in the weeds and had this to say Monday morning after Michigan's loss. You know what? I love it. And I'm a Michigan fan, but I I love when the other side trolls. All right, fact is he's 1-6 in in bowl games. He's also in the NFL in the NFC Championship game 1-2, and and he has uh, his one Super Bowl loss. He did not win that game. Why has Jim Harbaugh, for the most part, Fart. <laughs> Failed to Freudian win the slip. biggest postseason games in both college and the NFL. Well, sometimes in in the bowl games, you guys guys like the one that they won. Florida didn't play a lot of players, so it goes both ways. So you know, Pep in the Florida State game, Peppers didn't play. I mean, yeah. the bowl records don't mean that much to me. As far as the the bigger the bigger games, the playoff games, and in the Super Bowl, bad starts. They were horrible in the first half Saturday. Horrible in the first half against Georgia, and the 49ers were getting blown out before the lights actually yeah. helped them. Yeah, I mean, in general, this is a this is one in four in final four games. Yes, in the NFL and college, and that's kind of why I isolated it to that. There, to me, and I said the Stony to you guys last week, uh, you and Costa. There's something about him not winning the biggest of big games. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's you know why is anybody surprised that Paul Feinbaum would troll Jim Harbaugh? I mean, it's kind of the same thing. He's just waiting for right. something to happen. Right. Um, and I, I think it really comes down to quarterback play. And when you look at what they had at San Francisco, right? It, Colin Kaepernick it, playing good at the time, sure. But is was he an elite quarterback? No. Has Jim Harbaugh had an elite quarterback? At Michigan, has he developed an elite quarterback? And I think J.J. could possibly be that guy, 
but he's not there yet. Let's right. let's not forget he, this is the first year that he started. Exactly. That's yes. I and quickly, if you go to his NFL, I, I thought the one that got away for him was the NFC Championship game against Seattle. They were winning seven nothing up there and had him on the ropes, and he allowed they allowed Russell Wilson to create a Cook. miracle play that kind of changed that ball game. And then also, you know, by the way, in those in the Super Maybe Bowl, that's loss, why he won't go to Denver. The Super Bowl loss and the NFC that second loss in the NFC Championship game, they did have goal to go to win those games. Oh yeah, you know, so it's been close, but hey, you can't and win. They the almost biggie. won the Super Bowl. I mean, right. he thought they were uh, they got a bad call on that last play. Oh, they always get bad calls, and they ran out of time, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move to the NFL. Jamison Williams has just one catch in five games, the big 41-yard touchdown catch. Is there any reason to be concerned that uh, with his performance so far, and do you think the Lions are being overly cautious with how they use him? I, I do think that they're being cautious with how they use him. They want to give him the opportunity to be successful, but let's also forget it's not like he hasn't been targeted. There's been times where he's been open, and Jared Goss just hasn't been able to get him the ball. He's in a route it's just a lot of times he's running things off for Amon Ross St. Brown. They're going to continue to find ways to get him the ball. We saw the reverse this past yes. weekend. That was, I mean, and you saw his speed on display. I'm fine with how they're using him so far. Next year, when they start off, I expect him to come out of the gates hard and fast. Uh, but right now, I'm fine with with how they're using. I him. think they're being overly cautious, which it's not. It's not a bad thing, and I'm not concerned about it like the stuff you mentioned. But also remember. When he was starting to get activated, uh, DJ Chark is now back, and yep. DJ Chark is playing some really good football. And by the way, Khalif Raymond made some pretty big yes. catches over the last yep. few Yeah, weeks. and they're spreading the ball out to everybody. All right, the Rams pick for the Lions is currently number six overall in the draft next year. Assuming that the pick stays at six, who would you like to see them take at that spot? Uh, Brian uh, Bressy, the defensive lineman from, from Clemson. He can play edge. He can play inside. He's 6'5", 305. That's right now. That'll change, obviously, yeah. uh, as we get closer to the draft. He would be my number one at that point as well, just because of the impact that he can have and the way that that defensive front is playing. If you're going to try and solidify the secondary, and it might be a little bit high, Joey Porter Jr. Uh, love, if it stays at him. six, yeah. yeah. But I mean, but obviously we're hoping Ringo for a Rams play, win. And Ringo and didn't play that good against Ohio State. No, um, I think he is. Honestly, if if you take Brzee at six, and you can get Keely Ringo at you know whatever they end up eighteen, no, or he whatever. won't be. I don't think he'll be there. But there will I'm be other. Saying. There will be other cornerbacks like the Christian Gonzalez. Right. Yeah. I, but I, I would be okay with Joey Porter Jr. There. All right. That mm-hmm. pick is sitting in Will Levis ter- territory. By the way. Yeah. All right. Oh, some on. have been critical of the NFL flexing Lions Packers of Sunday Night Football, considering it's not a true play-in game. Is the league just pandering to Aaron Rodgers, and what game should have been flexed instead? Well, when you think about a playing game, like there's not a whole lot of playing games in here, like AFC, okay, and and you know, do you go with the Bills, uh, and or you go with New England? Like, I don't know that you want to put the Bills well, in that situation. I know that's where they play each other, but I don't know that you want to put the Bills in that situation after what happened on on Monday night. That's true. And I know that this decision came out before that, but I'm you know kind of thankful that they didn't do that. I'm I'm okay with this because it is, no matter what happens with Seattle, it still is a play in game for Green Bay. Green Bay. Uh, yes, they are pandering to Aaron Rodgers and the whole scene at Lambeau. And I wanted to see the Jags and the Titans. I mean, come on. It, it's, the Jags and the Titans are going to play Saturday I, night. I would rather see it on Sunday night. Oh, come Can, on. They're going to be playing in primetime on Saturday night. John, come on. It's Trevor Lawrence versus Josh Dodds. 
Right. The guy was on the Lions practice squad two weeks, three weeks ago, and now he's starting for a winner take all. Yeah. <laughs> that shows you what they think of Malik Willis, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Right. Aaron Rodgers, without the uh, doubt, the biggest NFL villain in Detroit sports right now. Who is the all-time NFL villain for Lions fans? Wow, that's a great question. I was going to say Dean Blandino, but <laughs> uh, I saw. I think it's Brett Favre. Yeah. You think I, Favre over Rodgers? Uh, well, no, uh, but besides Rodgers. Okay, I okay, you you're doing it besides. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's. I think it's Favre. I think the Sterling Sharp play. I think the love that you know Madden and all these people gave Brett Favre. I think that's it. Well, and they never beat him in Lambo. Like I mean that 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 in and of itself probably makes him one of the top. And the fact that I mean as it's played out too, mm-hmm. we found out he's a bigger d bag than we originally thought. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so yeah, I'll put uh, Brett Favre there. All right, AFC. Uh, we got three teams rolling right now. Bengals seven in a row. Bills six in a row. Chiefs uh, four straight. Of these three teams, who do you think's the AFC favorite right now to reach a Super Bowl? You know, I mean, this is hard because of how the Bills are going to react to the Hamlin, you know, situation. Like, do, do, is this something that they they rally around and they win for him? Like, even before. I would have said the Bills because I think that they've got one, they've got Josh Allen, and two, they've got the best defense of the three. I think they can go anywhere and win. I just don't know how they're emotionally going to handle the Hamlin situation. Uh, I think it is the Bills, and I think that's going to help them actually in a weird way. Just like no, I, I understand you remember what Mike, Mike yeah. Utley kind of yeah. helped the Lions. I think it's going to be the Bills. I do think uh, Joe Burrow's got an opportunity here to really, like, if he navigates this thing, gets the Super Bowl again, wow. Yeah. All right, finally, I think all of us on the show are in a see-it-and-believe-it mode when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys being a Super Bowl threat. Tell me how the Cowboys do the unthinkable and make us all look like fools. Well, uh, Philly has to lose to the Giants. The Cowboys win and win, and win the division and get a bye in a home game. Or not a bye, they get a home game. Uh, and uh, Dak has to not turn the ball over, and Pollard has to run the ball well. Defensively, I think they're okay, but they have to stop the run. Yeah, uh, Dak just doesn't turn the ball over. They're going to win. Their defense is that good. Dak has just been that bad. I'm dismissing your one seed thing there. They've been the one seed. No, I said they can't. Well, I know you said other things, but it doesn't. They've been the one seed twice since their Super Bowl runs. Right, but they can't. It's done nothing for them. Right, I don't think they can be the one seed anyway. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the wide nine. Stoney and Jansen, 97-1, the ticket. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.